Hello and welcome to another episode of Aphantasia Experiments. I am going to do something a little different today. Um, I've actually done this before, if you've been with me since the beginning. Wow, thank you. And if you haven't, um, you should probably watch, listen to all my episodes. You traitor, why are you only on this episode? Actually, just kidding. I think that people land on certain episodes for a reason, so uh, I'm just kidding. Um, listen to whatever you feel like. Uh, but one of my earlier episodes, I uh, folded laundry while doing a podcast episode because I find when I fold laundry, I tend to turn off my ego mind. And so I'm accessing a different part of my mind because I'm kind of doing tasks, right? I'm using up my brain power, but I'm also not, you know, it's like a different kind you're using a different part of your brain. It's like when you're in the shower and you're shampooing and stuff and you have all these great ideas. You're doing something, but when you're driving and the windshield wipers are going and you're like, you're in this like zone, right? Um, and I hate doing laundry, but I also feel like this is something I could do both at the same time and it would be way more fun. And since I've been really low vibe lately, if I'm going to do this activity that I kind of despise, why not do it with some, while I'm doing something I love, which is podcasting? I'm alone right now. There's nobody around. I could easily do this when the kids are around, and it would be way more annoying. Or I could do it now and podcast at the same time. Genius, right? Podcast at the same time. So anyways, that's what I'm doing. And... I'm so jacked up that I need to take my sweater off, which means I might make noise with my microphone. So give me a second. I'll be back. All right, I'm here. Okay, as I said, welcome to my podcast. So I have to do all this laundry today. My daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, has been having a really hard time. She is um, a type triple A plus. Um, she has been my easiest child by far. She is uh, like just easy in the way that she's so intelligent. She learned how to crawl. She learned how to put herself to bed. She learned how to nap on her own. Like she was just like the easiest baby potty trained in like two seconds by herself. She was like, oh, I'll just get some toilet paper, mom. Like she was just like peace and has always been like that. Just this very, very quick at everything and super uh, hard on herself, which is the thing that we're struggling with right now. So she um, she's a power tumbler, which is um, gymnastics. Basically, she tumbles on a strip in a straight line. She does, like, back handsprings and stuff in a line. <clears throat> they do passes. There's a world championship for it. It's not the Olympics, unfortunately. But if it was, she'd be headed there. She's very, very good. Um, she's the youngest on her team by two and a half years. So, uh, which means she's, like, the best in her city, basically. By two and a half years. Does that make sense? Like, she's she's really good. Exceptionally good for her age, I guess. Uh, she's on par with the other kids in her in her thing, but she has other kids who are up to 13. She trains with, like, people who are 18. She's Anyway, she's basically... She taught herself how to do all this stuff. She's so driven and just... If she sees something, she's like, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to figure it out. I want to watch a YouTube video. I'm going to analyze this. I'm going to visualize in my head. She's super good at visualizing. And she's explained, like, she's taught me so much about visualizing. I was laying there with her one day. She was saying that she really wanted to do three backhand springs in a row. She had two in a row, and she wanted three in a row. And I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to get there? She's like, I just have to, like, picture it first. I have to, like, know that I can do it before I do it kind of thing. So she was visualizing it. And she kept doing it in her head, and she's like, I need to take a break. I'm getting dizzy. And I'm like, you get dizzy? Like, what? That's so cool. Uh, anyways, um, she, she before she does her pass, which is like when she tumbles down the strip, 
you can see her eyes do this thing where they like um I've seen it on her so many times actually where she gets hyper hyper focused where her eyes first of all she has the most beautiful blue eyes they're like a husky you know those huskies that you when you look into a husky's eyes and you think that they're looking directly into your soul because their eyes are so like strikingly blue and they have that kind of rim around the eye that's my daughter's eye she has husky eyes she is a husky I think she is a husky reincarnated she is hus she has husky eyes and so but something happens when she focuses she does this literally have not folded one piece of laundry by the way oh no I did I did two towels <laughs> sitting here capping like this is ever gonna work oh. anyways she gets before she does something like goes down the, t the tumbling track or before she tr practices a new move on the trampoline or before she what was she doing oh she was playing with my singing bowls the other day and to get going on the singing bowls which is like a I have a Tibetan singing bowl which is a basically I think it's brass and you have a little mallet thing that you go around and it makes noise so she was going around with that and if you go too fast it scratches and if you go too slow, it stops and you have to kind of reactivate it. And if you go just right, you can get into the zone and it's very hypnotic as soon as you get into that zone because you have to you have to keep the pace and it's like the same amount of pressure. And it's just like, you know, if you played the same key, keys on a keyboard over and over again, you would get into kind of a trance and that's what happens. So I watch her do this and her eyes just do this thing, the same thing she does when she's tumbling. They kind of like her pupils get wider it's almost like her irises expand. She looks like an anime character. It's just absolutely wild what happens. And I don't know what that is, but it's very interesting. My son, my son has a similar thing. And I always thought that that was like an epilepsy thing because he has epilepsy, but I don't know. Anyways, back to my daughter. Where am I going with all this stuff? Uh, she had a meltdown this morning. Oh no. Did I forget my water? She had a meltdown this morning because she is not wanting to change her clothes. It's been like two weeks of her wearing the same outfit. Make her change her underwear. But, and I wash this outfit as often as I can, but it's not every day. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not washing her outfit every day. And then I think like, is that really that disgusting? It's not really that disgusting. Like, some people only have one outfit that they wear every day. And is that that gross? And honestly, I work from home. Half the time I wear the same sweatpants every day. You know, so I'm I'm making her change her outfit just because probably I don't want to look like we don't have enough money to buy her clothes. Like, that's probably where, what it comes down to. There's really nothing wrong with her clothes. She doesn't smell. I should just let her wear the clothes, right? Or not. I don't know. See, these are parenting things I'm not sure about. So anyways, this morning, it's been a while since she's changed her clothes. And the thing is, it's it's middle of November here in Ontario. So as much as I want to support her and be like, wear what's comfortable, it is cold out. And she doesn't want to change. She doesn't want to take her sandals off either. She's got these Birkenstock sandals. And... The outfit she likes is this, like, sorry, I was making cookies and I totally burnt them. Um, Just a little bit, though. They're just a little crisp. You know what those are good for? If you ever burn cookies, just put them, crumble them up and put them in some vanilla ice cream. Delicious. Delicious. Um, Literally, I've burnt a few cookies before. So she doesn't want to change her outfit. So this morning I was like, I need you to change your outfit today, not just because we need to wash it, but because it's really cold out and you can't wear shorts and a crop top anymore. So she's a gymnast. She's this is what she lives in. She does the moment she wakes up in the morning till the moment she goes to bed, she's flipping, except for at school. But she still wants to wear her outfit because that's what she feels most comfortable in. So I let her do her thing. But she's attached herself to this one outfit and these this pair of sandals, which it's November in on. Uh, like middle of November, it's, we've seen snow a couple times. It hasn't, there's nothing's landed on the ground, but it's cold. It's not warm anymore. She'd be wearing shoes, socks, you know? Anyway, so she had a meltdown this morning and then
threw most of her clothes all over her room. And she is not a behavior child. She is not someone that I've ever had to deal with behavioral issues like that. So it's not, it's very out of character for her. And um, after talking to her a couple nights ago about the clothes, specifically, we talked a lot about it. And I know it's more than just the clothes to her, but I want her to also work through it. So we lost my father-in-law, her grandfather, not too long ago. And it's, it's very much, very much impacted her in so many ways. But the way this, like, it's coming out is like, she just doesn't, she doesn't want to let go of this outfit because it's, she wore it the last time she saw him, you know? And it's like, she can't let go of that. It's, uh, I get it. And I get it. I completely get it. And I know that if she let goes of her sandals, by the time it's sandal weather again, those sandals are not going to be good anymore. She loves those sandals. They're comfortable. So she doesn't want to like stop wearing them because then she knows it's over with those sandals. You know, I get where her mind is. I get it. It all makes sense. When you look at how, how death can affect a child, if you really think about that, it affects them in so many different ways. Affects us all in so many different ways. And, uh, yeah, that's just one of them. So I'm looking at getting her some support, someone to talk to other than me. She talks to me about a lot of stuff and she's, she's very open with me, which I'm very lucky about. Um, I'm lucky and blessed. Um, but, uh, I also know that it's nice to have someone else other than your parents to, to talk about stuff with. Um, and I also, I don't know how to deal with, not deal with, I don't know how to handle the hyper-perfectionism, because that's not me. As you can see on this podcast, I am doing laundry while folding, or sorry, while podcasting, (laughs) and I've burped on this podcast before. I am not a hyper-perfectionist. I am a, like, let's have some fun. Let's live life. It might get messy, but um, I'm here for it kind of girl, you know? My daughter's like, if we don't do it properly, it's not worth doing. Um, yeah, she's like so hard on herself. <coughs> I swear I got up to get a glass of water and I'm back sitting down folding laundry again. I did put something away though. Towels maybe? Yes, towels. I put, I put towels away. I even brought my tarot deck in here in case I wanted to do some tarot. So recently I finished, um, and I feel like I've talked about this already, but I don't actually think I have because I recorded two podcast episodes and they both, the sound were just not great on, so I didn't post them. But I just finished reading Rain Wilson. I always want to say Rain Mita, who was like this lead singer of Our Lady Peace. If you don't know who Our Lady Peace is, you should Google them. They're from Canada. And, uh, you know, Canada has a lot of great artists out there. If you want to know another great Canadian band, you should look up the Trues. They're one of my favorites. I've seen them in concert many, many times. Um, back to Rain Wilson, though. Rain Wilson, he wrote a book called Soul Boom, and I just finished it. It was very good. Um, in the book, he, he, Pitches starting his own religion. Now, I actually have to check out his website because I feel like he probably has stuff out there. But I think I'm on board for this religion. I feel I feel I feel we could vibe together. And one of his one of his main principles is having lots of potlucks. So I'm down for that. I love eating. And I feel like something I'm missing in my life currently is is connection with like minded people Um, like in real life. You know, wouldn't that be nice to, like, get together and eat food? I'm sure you're listening to this and you're like, I did that last week. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot of people currently. Yeah, it's been a while. It's probably, like, COVID. Like, since COVID, it's been fairly, there hasn't been a lot of, like, out, out and about time. Um, And I feel like we all should kind of get back into that. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. My husband and I went out a couple weeks ago. Actually, this is a good story. It's not even a good story, but I'm going to tell it because I'm not sure what else to talk about and it'll lead to something. So we went out a couple weeks ago, October 28th to be exact. 
I remember. It was a Saturday. It was a full moon. No, I don't think it was. Was it a lie? Oh, no. Full moon was in November. It was not a full moon. I lied. I don't think. Maybe it was. I don't know. Does not matter. Doesn't matter. Might have been a full moon. <laughs> Might not have been. Yeah, you know what? It was a full moon. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to be. I'm going to have to Google this after. Was it a full moon? So my husband and I have been out twice during a full moon, and we both, like, remarked about the full moon. I feel like this was a time that was a full moon um, because we had gone out a couple of nights before his father had passed away and it was a full moon. So I like have that marker in my head um, of the full moon. So I think it was a full moon. Anyway, so we went out to a local bar in Burlington, Ontario. We're in Burlington. I'm not going to give you my address. But uh, we went to this bar called Uptown Social, I think. And it's really fun. They do dueling pianos on Saturday night. And we had been wanting to go. I have been to dueling pianos before in Las Vegas and in Toronto several times in Toronto. But in Vegas, it was like, I don't know if you've been to the one in Vegas or if it's still a thing. I went in like 2006, so I, I don't know if it's still a thing, but. The, they would have people like chucking hundos at these guys doing the piano to get them to switch their songs and stuff. And I was like, it was very much dueling, whereas this piano performance was awesome. And I love collaboration with pianos, like having two pianos at the same time. It's very fun to watch. But it was definitely not dueling. Like nobody was chucking money. Nobody was like getting the one guy to sing over the other guy. It was like they were they were singing together collaboratively. So, um, why am I telling that? I don't know. But anyways, this is October 28th, and it was a random decision to go out. We realized we hadn't been on a date in a very long time. Like, the, the time before that we went out, we had brought our children. So, I mean, a date without our kids. It had been since, like, the summer. So, we're like, we need, we need a night out. And, again, my husband had just lost his dad. So, it was just like, you know, we need some uplifting energy in our lives. So we went out and didn't didn't realize it was Halloween. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. I am so the person who would always dress up, you know, never would I not dress up. And if I went to the bar on Halloween and someone wasn't dressed up, I would think, man, that's that sucks. That person doesn't that lost their fun in life, you know. And I was like. I haven't lost my fun. I just totally forgot it was Halloween weekend. Like, I just, I'm so out of that, like, the bar life that I wouldn't even, I don't know. I guess I should have realized that it was that the weekend of, the, of Halloween. Anyways, the thing that I was disappointed in Halloween costumes this year were, I feel like nobody's funny anymore. I don't know. Everyone's kind of generic. Um... I really wanted to go as if I went to a Halloween party this year, and I'll do it another year. I'm surprised that not a lot of people went as Barbie, and if you went as Barbie, you went as, like, hot Barbie. I was like, that's so generic and boring, you know? Like, everyone's going to do that. I was actually surprised that not as many people did it as I thought would, but there was, like, at least five Barbies at the, at the, this thing. I think that Weirdo Barbie would be the easiest costume. My kids always want to do my makeup, and every time I do, they do my makeup, I just look like a like an insane clown. Just like eyebrows are black and like just ridiculous. And then my kids want to do my hair, and it's the same thing. I just one time my son tried doing my hair. He was like three, and I had my daughter. She was like six months old. I was nursing her at the time. And I was just like, just let him play with my hair while I nurse her. He was so crazy back then. And I just, I was like, just I'll let him. And then he got this comb stuck in my hair so bad. And I still can't really lift my arms for very long. I don't know. Is this something with Aphantasia? Let me know. If you can't lift your arms, tell me. I have a hard time keeping my hands up in the air. So if I'm like doing my hair in a ponytail, my arms get really weak, really, 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 really fast. 
um, as I'm talking this, I have my hands in the air, like, trying to see how long I can keep my hands up. I, like, have, I don't know what that is, but I guess it's just, like, super weak arms. But I've always had this issue where I have, I, like, I can't keep my hands up. So, like, painting a ceiling is the worst thing ever. <sighs> where was I going with that? Okay. Hair up. <coughs> no. I have no, I have no clue. Sorry, I don't want to swear there. Because then you have to click. Oh, oh, I'm losing my microphone. And then I think you have to click. <coughs> Explicit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I need a drink of water. Let's go for a drink together. I meant to bring it. Oh, shit. I meant to bring it over here. My water. And I just went and took a sip and then went back to my daughter's room without... My water, so I gotta get my water. Where was I going with the, where was I going with the arm thing? Hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll get back to that one day. One day I'll listen back to it and I'll be like, okay, next time I'll talk about that. I'm sure it wasn't important. There's no way it could have been important. Could it have been important? Hmm. Sorry, guys. Yes, I'm in the bathroom getting some water. Yes, I drink tap water from the bathroom. Do you think it's any different from the kitchen? No. Or is it? Tell me. Is that weird? My kids are always like, don't get it from the kit from the bathroom. But they're spoiled and want to get it from the fridge because it's extra cold. I don't care. I actually kind of like room temperature water. I used to actually drink warm water. Warm water with a little bit of lemon. It's good. If you want to drink a lot of water really quickly... Warm water is the way to go. Cold water, no dice. Because you don't get cold. And then the bathroom floor is cold. And you don't want to go in there. You have to pee really bad because you drank so much water. No bueno. Warm water it is. Okay. Can you guess how many things I've folded since starting this podcast? Hmm. And have I talked about anything of importance? Hmm. Okay, the thing I want to talk about, Rain Wilson's book, he was talking about starting a religion, and I was like all for it. I was talking about that. But one of the things he talked about in his book, which I thought was really interesting, and I'd like to one day like actually go through some biblical stuff, because I'm really, really not religious at all. I didn't grow up with religion. I know like the bare minimum. I know that, you know, Jesus died on a cross or something like I'm very very I should I like I'm not that dumb but like I I did not I was not exposed to religion I know as much as you would know from watching tv and stuff right so yeah um but in his book he talks about how different religion and life in general because a lot of like the problems in this world are based on religion and our differences in religion and whatnot how different it could be if the religions were told through the perspective of the female characters because everything is always told through the male perspective what about how mary felt right or any other female character i literally can't name any because i'm not religious there's other, there has to be other female characters. And if there isn't, where are all these women? We are amazing. We are the people that grow human beings inside of us. Why are we not a bigger part of these books? These religions. We birth things. We are like mother, you know, like that's. And I had this whole thing the other day come to me. Um about when I was a kid we used to play chess I had this flash to this this again I get these flashes and then I'm like I have to understand where why this is coming into my head and it was after reading this thing by Rain Wilson talking about how if, if the female perspective if like religions were told through the female perspective how it would be a lot different right because we all have a different perspective. Think about it. Say a couple's getting divorced and you ask both sides of the store, you're going to get 
two different perspectives on the relationship. Think about it. Ask the kids that perspectives. Tell me what they say. They're all going to have different perspectives, right? So, like, enough hearing about the male perspective. Let's hear from the women who are literally the nurturers and, like, a very important part of our population, right? Okay, so what flashed into my head was this game that we had as kids. It was a computer game, a chess game, and I remember playing it and being like, whoa, the queen is the best one. Everyone knew that the queen was the best character. If your queen died, you were like, oh, you're out of luck because the queen is the best one. It can do everything. Queen is the only one who can do everything. Queens are amazing. Queens have the power of everything. They're the best, right? We all know this about chess. And so in this game, it was animated and and uh and then the the king was this like fat guy who if he lost he like his underpants he like went down to his underpants if he was i think that was when the pawn killed him anyways the king was portrayed as this like pathetic loser and he was because all he could do was move one one he had just this rigid movement which is like rigid if you think about it it's like rigid men- mentality this structured authoritative but not thinking outside of this three or six square radius around you, right? So I had this flash in my head to this the other day after reading the Rain Wilson thing, and I was like, man, it's so true. Like, why why is the female perspective so, like, mute when we are the creators of so many things and we're so... I don't know, we're we're the ones who can make all the moves and do all the things and think outside of the box, right? So why why is the male perspective more important? That it's I don't know. Think about think about religion and just think about all everything through the female perspective. I dare ya! I dare ya, triple dog dare you. Um and I I will try to do the same. And write about it on my blog. That's a goal for next week. Um, I like giving myself projects. It's fun. Um, the other thing that came to me about that, and I don't, I think men are amazing, and I think that men can have a lot of female qualities. I don't just mean gender. I mean, I mean the female, um, What's the word I'm going for? You know, it's funny. I just listened to my last podcast. I'll listen to it after I post it, which is terrible, but I do that sometimes. And then I'll, like, take it down if the sound is really bad. I try to listen to it before sometimes, but I <clears throat> don't always do. Anyways. So I was listening to it back in the whole last podcast. I was calling my tuning forks singing forks. They're totally not called singing forks. They're called tuning forks. And I listened back and I was like, Robin, call them tuning forks. You know what they're called. And at one point I do, but it's so funny when you're talking really quickly or you're you're talking without thinking. Sometimes you say the wrong word. And I've done this in several podcasts. And I'm like, why would I ever use that word instead of this word when I know that that's not the right word to use? And your brain just doesn't, it just does it without even, I'm like, I had, I had no idea I was doing that. Like, in my mind, I was clearly saying tuning forks, not singing forks. Because I have a singing bowl and tuning forks. <sighs> Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that one. I was thinking about how... Oh, men and... The male and female, like, stereotypes. Not stereotypes. Hier- hi- uh, what's it called? Oh, my God. Like, the king and queen energy kind of thing. What's the word for that? Oh, my God, I keep wanting to say stereotypes, but men can have a female energy and women can have a male energy. Like, it can go both ways. It doesn't have to be. But what's been dominating in society is the male male energy, which is which is rigid and and it needs to be looked at in, in a different way, creative way and nurturing way. Like female energy is very nurturing and loving and caring and creative and intuitive. Uh, <clears throat> there's room for that.
I'm sorry, guys. I just got so thirsty. And as I was drinking my water, it is literally the most beautiful thing. I'm drinking water, and I'm trying to pull it up. I can't, like, talk and drink at the same time. As I'm drinking water, this, like, giant rainbow appears. It's, like, through the glass through my window that the sun's shining behind me. Anyways, it was shining rainbow. It was very beautiful. So, where was I going with that? I had this flash in my mind, too. So, my daughter... Again, she is type AAA plus, and she could be that and have male energy, but she has female. She she is like, she's so driven, but she's also very nurturing and creative, and um, yeah, like I could see her ruling the world, honestly. But she has to change her clothes, I think, every once in a while. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so she came home with her report card. <coughs> my son and my daughter, my two daughters and my son came home with her report cards the other day. My one daughter is in SK, so her report card is basically just like a paragraph saying she's hilarious and everybody loves her. And she is. She's hilarious and everybody loves her. No, no worries there. Um, at, in SK, all it is is like, are you super nice? Cool. Check, check. She's super nice, so I love that, and that's all I want for her currently. Um, my daughters, so the, the thing that my husband and I really try to encourage our children is to, like, the most important thing on your report card is your learning skills. Just, like, how you learn, your drive, all that stuff, right? It's not about, like, acing every math test. It's about, like, putting the effort in, right? And so my daughter got all E's on her learning skills, which is excellent. And that's like, it's the highest you can get. And in years prior, anytime you got that, you would get a special award. You got to stand in front of the school and you got this Viking award. And last year she got it twice. And it's usually like one or two kids in the class have it. So it's not like everyone gets this award. It's hard to get E's on all of them. So again, she came home with all E's. My, my son though, who's 10 and struggles with uh, a lot of attention stuff he came home with all g's which it's it's e or g or s basically and all g's is a win i think i think that's excellent for him um but like i put different standards on him than i do on her you know gosh i should not say this stuff because he'll probably listen to this he's very tech advanced hmm I need to put some sort of lock on this podcast episode. Maybe I don't post this. Anyways, he he is brilliant. There you go. Safe to post now. He's brilliant, but in a totally different way. Very, 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 very creative. He actually might have more female energy. Nurturing, though. Hmm. He's very creative. Um. Anyways, the thought I had when my daughter when I was looking at my kids' report card, was I remember being in grade four. And I remember, my daughter's not in grade four, but I just remember, for some reason, it flashed to this memory of being, like, sitting there in class, and the teacher asked a question or something, and, and one of the girls in my class answered. And a boy said something that was really dumb. And it was, like, this whole thing. And I remember thinking in my head, why... Why do the men lead everything when the women are so much more intelligent? Why? And it was, like, known in school that the girls were more, like, the boy, girls were smarter than the girl, boys. Like, that was, like, in school, in elementary school, you were like, boys are dumb, girls are smart. And I don't believe that that's completely true, but when I grew up, the girls we're just so much more intelligent. And so then you go through your entire life kind of like always being academically. And this is not always the case. Like I knew a lot of very, very intelligent men. So this is completely generalizing, but 
this was my mind in grade four, okay? I was like thinking, these morons in my class, these boys who are just so dumb, and some of them ended up being really smart that I like knew going on. Um, I just kept thinking like, why, why is the queen in chess the one that can do everything, but the king is the one who gets all the credit? The king is the one you have to kill for for things to like for you to win the game. Should be the queen. Don't you think? And I feel like it's kind of time for that phase to start, like for us to go into more of a queen, queen space. That's what I was getting at. And I think that starts with me joining Rain Wilson's religion. Although maybe I need to make it run by me, the queen. I don't actually want to start a religion, but I do like talking to other people who have similar interests that I do. And that's kind of our religion, like not a religion, but like talking about spiritual stuff and and uh, our minds and consciousness and all that stuff. You know, is that a religion in itself? I don't know. See, I talked about this on one of my episodes before about religion and and uh how i think that it's the main purpose is to like guide people and give principles of how to live life but people interpret those principles in different ways and because they're told by different storytellers we all think that you know that that we're our way is the right way and really it's kind of all very similar. There's a lot of similar themes. Look at the golden rule in most religions. It's all the same, same, same stuff, just said in a different way. You know, I don't know about every religion and I love learning about religion. So, uh, but I don't, I don't study religion. I read a bit here and there and I like learning about people's personal experiences with religion. Like I love hearing about, um, different religious, um, ceremonies, uh, especially religions that I have no idea about. Like, I, I think it's super interesting to learn about. Um, my husband coaches football and has, um, like the majority of the kids on his team are Muslim. So he was, he's been learning a lot about, um, you know, the, the prayer schedules and, and whatnot and uh, has been telling me about it and we've been learning about that and I find that really interesting and I I think it's awesome that he he is respecting respecting that I mean obviously but uh, I think it's 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 a, a really cool learning experience for him and I like that that he's getting exposed to that so and through that I'm getting exposed to it so it's nice um what else did I have to say yeah, if, imagine if religion was told through the women's perspective. I feel like so many things need to be told through the women's perspective. When I was in grade four, too, so this is what's happening in grade four for me. But let's paint you a picture, okay? When I was in the fourth grade, Jean Chrétien was running for prime minister of Canada. This was, he was the Liberal Party leader. Kim Campbell was the conservative party leader and for a short period of time she was like an interim prime minister so she was somehow voted in i think it was like 90 days of her being prime minister she's literally the only prime minister in canada that has ever been female this was in 19 oh 90 oh i don't know i was in grade four so i was in i don't know how old are you in grade four nine mm-hmm. okay. i don't know so it was in the 90s somewhere basically i'm not good at math that shows that's not one of my high female characteristics. Uh, I'm not a good mathematician. That's okay. And honestly, females can be good at math, so I shouldn't stereotype that. Um, so back in the day, this is this is what's happening in my little brain in grade four. And I'm talking about this because I've recently realized it's really important to look. I've talked about this before, I think. It's important to look at your past to, like, realize what makes you think certain ways and what makes you act certain ways or, or whatever. And so this, this whole thought process is, I remember it going back to this, this period, grade four. So I ha- I don't, I can't think 
I don't know if I can go further back to that on feeling like women didn't have the proper power in this world. Um, grade four is definitely some a, a point where it really, really began for me. Um, and I don't mean this as like a I hate men podcast. Please, please, please don't think that because I love men and I love I think we all bring such valuable valuableness to the world i just think that it's imbalanced currently and and that needs to change our voices need to be heard more and we all need to just kind of work together to use both of our energies to better impact the world that's how i stand um but okay grade four going back painting you a picture kim campbell she was she was like prime minister for two days and then my parents took me, my, my dad was really into um, teaching us and trying to get us to learn about politics because it was an election period. And, you know, I, he just really wanted us to be educated. And I was in grade four. I didn't give a crap. But then, I don't know, my, my dad just kept kind of drilling it into us to care. And so I started to care. And what we did at school was we did our, our own election in our classroom where we got to vote on who we would vote for and so the classroom also got involved in like getting the kids excited about the election i don't know if they do this much in school anymore maybe they still do but my parents took us on some political rallies political rallies is that what it is anyways i actually got to meet jean chrétien before he was prime minister and he gave this really great speech about cookies mm. Oh, my gosh. He said, I can't do accents, so I'm not even going to try. And if I do, it's going to sound Australian or something. You take the cookie from the cookie jar. Oh, they take the cookie from the cookie jar. And we don't want to take the cookie from the cookie jar. <laughs> something about a cookie jar. That's what I remember. But I remember feeling really inspired by him and thinking to myself, I really want a female prime minister. I really do. But what she's saying isn't making me feel the same way that what he's saying. Because at this point, we were watching stuff. We were learning about stuff. And the only reason I wanted Kim Campbell to win was because I wanted a female in power. And that wasn't enough. I wanted a female in power that was like someone that had the same belief system or not belief system. It doesn't matter about that. But like, and back then I didn't really have a belief system, but the same kind of I wanted the same chills to come from the speech as I did from the cookies and cookie jar speech that John Crachan gave me. So then anyways, I met John Crachan and it was very memorable. And uh, that was like as far as my political career, career, <laughs> political, whatever went. But um, that's not true. That's not true at all, actually. That's a story for another day, though. Um, well, I went back to school, though, and I brought this knowledge of Jean Chrétien being um, the better leader. And I and I and I basically took a class that was full of Kim Campbell supporters and flipped it. And our class ended up voting in Jean Chrétien, who the, the Canada also voted in. I mean, too. So we were all in agreement. But. It's just, I think that at the time, I thought, well, this is great. There's a female woman who who was so close, had it for just a bit. It wasn't the right fit, but at least she was there. And now it's 40 years later, not 40 years, 30 years later, and it hasn't happened again? That's not right. What's that about? And then I'm like, is it my fault? Should I be running for office? Should I? Would you vote for me? Um, I don't want to. I, I get really bored in meetings, although sometimes meetings are good because they have good snacks. That's something I miss about meetings. We used to always have really good snacks. But for the most part, I also like meetings where I got to like go and take other people out for lunch or something. I like uh, I like people a lot. I just don't like... Stuffy meetings. My husband's friend stopped by the other day, dropped off some clothes for my daughter. He has a kid who's a couple years older. And he told me that he 
recently started doing his meetings outside. He just said, let's just meet by this park bench. We're just going to talk about stuff. Why can't we do it outside? And I was like, yes, that's so smart. Like, oh, we need to get outside more. And I say that as I'm in my house, like in this stuffy room, not being outside at all. But uh, you do have to fold laundry every once in a while. So just it is a way of like, it's just part of life, right? I guess I could hire someone to fold my laundry, but I don't make any money. So that's uh, that's not happening. What else do we want to talk about today? Um, my daughter. I told you about her eyes. That was wild. That was wild. Her eyes get so big and my sons get really big, too. What is it with pupils? Should I tell you my theory about... Oh, this is something, actually. Here we go. Sorry. I knew I was going to get somewhere. Um, I was reading... What was I reading? Nope. I wasn't reading something. I was watching a documentary. I watch so many documentaries, like, in the background while I'm blogging or while I'm... while I'm doing something else. I usually have a documentary going because I just love... Again, I love learning. And I'm watching this documentary and it was talking about how people, clairvoyant people. Ooh, I'm going to watch this. I wrote it in my phone. Um, Used to look at the sun at either sunrise or sunset or whatever. Basically, you, you stare at the sun. And the blotches from the sun give you intuitive knowledge. So basically, you're staring at the sun. I'm doing it right now. Okay. You stare at the sun for I don't know how long. It didn't say. And then close your eyes or look away or whatever. And then that imprint will give you knowledge about the future. And I was like, holy crap. This is the experiment I've been doing on myself for aphantasia. Like, there's something in... There's something in light in our, when you shine light into your eyes. I know that people are like, oh, it's just an imprint or whatever. But there's something in that imprint, though. There's something there. Because what happens if you do the experiment, which I have on my experiments page on my my website, aphantasiaexperiments.com. Um, if you do it, what happens is those blobs, they move around, first of all. They change color. They'll come and go. They'll do all sorts of things when you actually like start talking and describing out loud what you see. The key is actually talking out loud and describing what you see, though. If you just like are are thinking it in your mind, you're often going to miss miss what you're actually seeing because it gets overlooked. You're like if you say, OK, so right now I have my eyes closed and my eyelids look almost dark orange. And in the middle of my like vision, I have this glowing white light and it's surrounded by orange. And then there's a beam of light going down. It almost looks like a orange asparagus. And then surrounding it is this blue light. And now the asparagus has turned into more like an ice cream cone. It's pink. And now it's getting bigger. Like, this is exactly, this is what's going on in my eyelids with my eyes closed. And that's just from looking at the sun for, like, 10 seconds. So if you have aphantasia and you don't want to do a whole YouTube experiment where you shine lights in your eyes, here's the experiment for you, okay? Get your pen and paper out. Or don't. I don't care. Do what you want. Just listen here. Stare at the sun. I don't care if scientists are telling you not to do it. Do it. Maybe don't do it during the eclipse. And if you go blind, legal disclaimer, I am not a doctor. I should not be giving you this advice. But trust your own instincts. Use your intuition here. See if you can do it. You can stare with your sunglasses if you're you're scared. But I just did it and I'm fine. Um, Stare at the sunlight for like 20 seconds and then... Look away, close your eyes, and just describe out loud what you see 
what you see in your vision. Okay? So like what you see with your eyes closed. Just describe it and do that activity a couple times. You don't have to make it a huge thing, but do that activity a couple times just so you know, just so your mind knows that it's different than just the, the, the light thing fading. And once you realize that it's a little bit different than the op, like the, the, I, the concept of visualizing might be less, um, what's it called? Like far fetched, you know, if you think that the visual inference in your eyelids could change randomly. Like, so I did this activity on myself and eventually I saw a full star that was like hard edges and then it dissolved into nothing. But that star came and it came from me talking and like looking at the shapes that I saw through just staring at a flashlight. So it's the same thing with the sun. Just stare at the sun for a bit, close your eyes and then describe out loud what you see. And if you feel like a weirdo describing it out loud, describe it in your head, but I'm telling you, the extra component is saying it out loud. And this is one of these things that I'll say a hundred times and you probably won't get it until you do it. And you're like, oh, yeah, she said it like a hundred times. I don't know why I didn't listen. It's because like what we what resist will persist. And then once you finally do it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's why that kept coming up. It's because I have to say it out loud. So if you're hearing this because you have to say it out loud. OK, so. I thought I was going to save time by doing laundry and podcast at the same time. I was like, I didn't have a lot to talk about, so I'm going to get this done really fast. And now it's been 51 minutes, and I'm only a quarter of the way done, something that usually takes me 20 minutes. So I'm going to stop this podcast, finish this, because I have to get my kids from school soon. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I don't know if I'll post it. <laughs> I said that in the last one, but I think I think I will post it. I feel like there's some stuff in here that was usable. I don't know. Um... Anyways, I hope you have a great day. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, I think I said this on a podcast that was deleted, but I'm doing dip day on Sunday at my house. So every Sunday, again, I'm going to talk for five more minutes here. Every Sunday at my house, I'm doing dip. And I'm kind of running low on dip ideas, so I need dips for the next, like, at least 30 years. So if you have any good dip recipes, please shoot me an email, realfullcreative at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out on my website, too. There's a contact page there. Uh, it doesn't have to be just about dips, but I'm just I'm telling you dips. I really like I like any cool dip ideas. I've done buffalo chicken. I've done a bunch of like standard like spinach, all that stuff. Um, but like, feel free to email me your special recipe that's a little bit different, you know. Um, and yeah, I hope you had a great day and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I should say this should have said this at the beginning. You ever like, man, this episode seems really long. Did you know you could speed up episodes? Probably don't want to do that when I'm on my, on my speed talk um, times, but uh, yeah, you can speed it up so you can listen to double podcast super fast if you want to. It's true. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Bye.